Welcome to the Filmasteins, the podcast where we discuss all things movies. Join us as we dive deep into the latest releases, revisit classic films, and explore the art of cinema. Whether you're a film fanatic or just love a good flick, we've got you covered. From Hollywood blockbusters to indie gems, we'll be breaking down the storytelling, cinematography, and everything in between. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and get ready for some cinematic magic. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash We offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level. For the $5 tier, grants the ability to request films for future episodes. This is the Film of Science, where movies are more than just entertainment, they're an experience. And welcome back to another episode of the Film of Science. Thanks for joining us today on this talk as Lucy, my friend, talks to me. Is that funny? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. It's funny now. <laughs> Of course, I'm joined today by the one and only. You can join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for brand new episodes of the Film Assigns. Thanks for listening to each of those episodes. Some of the most previous episodes include the worst movie of 2023, Strays, a one of the great animated movies of 2023, The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, the 2020 Troll Hunter, legendary film yes. about a legendary creature. Yes. The Last Voyage of Demeter and our very own Patreon exclusive M. Night Shyamalan ranking of his filmography. But today we are discussing a much anticipated movie on my side. I'm not sure if you even knew about this. No, no idea. Much anticipated since when? I don't really know. I can't remember when I first heard about it. But I'm happy to discuss today about Talk to Me, the 2023, depending on where you live, film. Talk to me, directed by a couple of YouTubers, Philip and Michael Philippou. Yeah, Philippou. Philippou. They're a kind of interesting couple of characters, I think. I watched a few things about them and they have a lot of energy, as you'd expect, maybe from YouTubers. They feel very YouTuberish. I like, I kind of like that because it gives nice variety to the director scene. So, right off the top, we're going to now start guessing whether or not we liked the film. Each of us liked the film. So, do you think I liked this film? Yes. I think you really liked this film. You think I really liked this film? Interesting. Well, I don't think it's probably your favorite 824 film, of course, but I think you really liked it. I think you enjoyed it. I think you I think you mostly enjoyed this. I think you probably liked it more than I probably you probably liked it as much as X and Pearl. It's kind of in that realm maybe for you. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Less than Troll Hunter, but more than X and Pearl. Kind of right in that. Nook. Yeah, I think I liked X and Pearl maybe a tad bit more. Okay. But yeah. Not not far from not far from it. But way less than hereditary. Yes. Oh, okay. Way less than hereditary. Yeah, so a couple of YouTubers by the name of Danny and Michael Philippou directed this film an interesting couple of guys right did you see in your interviews with them i did they're high strong yes. or they're high energy high strong maybe not the right word to say no definitely high energy yeah definitely did not give me director vibes yes if you would have told me like before i even probably watched this film maybe you showed me the trailer and then you showed me a video of these guys and you said those are the directors i would have not believed you whatsoever yeah, even if you check out their YouTube, it doesn't. It still feels kind of out of place. Like 
these guys made this movie. They made this possible and stuff. And I'm like, all right, that's actually fucking cool as shit. Yeah, I agree. It not only does their YouTube career get their you know creative juices flowing. That's kind of cool that they took that route. You know, they didn't go to a prestigious film school unless they did. I didn't really do any background on them, but you know, they didn't get their experiences from a prestigious place or anything like that they got it from doing youtube videos from you know basically getting down and dirty and figuring shit out which i like and then them being youtubers really it really gives you a uh, new take on things that's for sure yeah it definitely kind of recalibrates what a filmmaker looks like and what the possibilities of indie films kind of look like yeah especially out of australia where the film scene's not the most vibrant thing they uh they had previous credits on the film Babadook, which was another Australian film. What do you mean? What is it? They worked on the Babadook doing yeah. what? I don't know. They just worked on it. They worked on something with the Babadook. They're probably PAs or something. Yeah. So I um I have mixed feelings about this film. I like it. I think it's a very. I think it. I should say. I think it's an awesome kind of directorial debut for these guys. I mean, I really hope they make lots of films you know in the future but there is something kind of very there's something almost kind of incoherent about this film i don't like and there's something kind of almost generic that i don't like that's just i don't know exactly what it is maybe we can dissect that a little bit here in a minute but it's a little it's so risky in some places and it's so it's got so much personality in some places that it just kind of really plateaus in other areas and i'm just like oh i wish there's just I wish you would have just kept going with whatever that was, you know, and and I think ha- I think half of that has to do with probably performances. I feel like every performance here is pretty weak with the exception of our main character. I think she's really great and I think she's caught on camera really great. And I guess I'm kind of stuck on this confused point that I'm not clear. It's not clear to me if this is actually an allegory or it's less of an allegory, I guess, but it's really just a almost one-to-one metaphor of resorting to drugs to deal with grief, drama, guilt type thing. I'm not getting any clear say-so, I guess, from the creators here, the directors. I know they didn't write this film. Um, well, I should say I know they didn't come up with the embryonic kind of stage of this film. A guy named Daly Pearson came up with this, and he is one of the creators of the animated show Bluey. Huh? Which is strange. And then I know the, <laughs> I guess one of the brothers and Bill Heinzman helped flesh it out. And I'm sure Michael played a huge role in that too. But I'm not seeing a lot of... um, Like that confirmation you That wanted. confirmation I think that should be made here. Because it's not very, it's not a, it's not very surrealistic in messaging. It's, I guess, surrealistic yeah. by nature just because it's a horror movie, right? I feel like that's just innate in horror, right? But I feel like it's so on the fucking nose that I feel like there needs to be a little bit of a story here. Like, a, a, I guess a, a, just a commentary here from the writers kind of indicating just the messaging. Because it just feels so on the nose. I feel like I'm kind of missing that. Because it's not quite like uh, Barbie, where I think there's a little bit more of a... Or supposed to be a little bit more of a comedic element there that obviously if you're... You can't explain the joke. It's not, that's not how jokes work, right? Mm-hmm. 
That's an important part of Barbie. So I don't think Greta Gerwig's ever going to come clean. Not to be conspiratorial. You know, that she's... Whatever, you know, but... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm giving her too much credit. I don't know. I think she's probably much smarter than people are wanting to believe about that film. Although I don't think that film was all that successful either, so I I don't know. But I like Greta Gerwig. But this film is so on the nose about what it's like to be part of drug culture not drug culture i should say it's so on the nose to be it's so on the nose for what it's like to rely on something drugs or drug like to deal with one's problems and then on top of that we get that her mom Mia's mom and quotes overdosed on pills right yeah i didn't get that until i read the wiki page but watching the film, I had no idea. Yeah, because it it kind of starts to become incoherent, the whole thread with her mom. Yes. And I think we, we lose a little bit of that, unfortunately, because that could have helped tie in the, okay, this is all about drugs yeah. Yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And I feel like that was a missed, really missed thread. And it really, it I, I, mean, I mean, I guess take everything what I said, you know, kind of with, not, really, not with a grain of salt, but like, you know, at face value at not a heavy criticism value i guess because i do like this film a lot but i i just feel like how would you say that like it's missing something yeah but it's still really good you know it's not like it's missing something like the little mermaid you know little mermaid's missing everything you know this is missing this has got so So, much good in there but it's just missing the every other good thing it's missing like the sprinkles on the top you know, you got your good ice cream. Yeah, you yeah, got your that's a good cream, way. But yes, it needed that. You know, maybe you got your sprinkles, but it needed that cherry. Yeah, or the candles, or even you know. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. We got a great cake here, great layers. All right, nice and juicy. Is that way? It is is that how you describe cakes? Juicy, moist. <laughs> I like juicy. <laughs> but we're missing some of the 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 accoutrements, you might say. So I, you're right. I do like this film. I don't like it as much as maybe you thought, though, because I'm floating between like my letterbox a two point five and a three. Yeah, I didn't think you liked it. I don't like it as much as X or Pearl. Okay. Okay. I probably like it as much as the Babadook, and I don't know. I've seen the Babadook since it came out, but um, it follows. It kind of fits into that boat. Gotcha. It follows suffers from a similar thing, except it. It doesn't. It's it's that follows really only stays on one fucking note the whole movie that trauma follows you around and influences the people around you and stuff she's like okay we get it you know so like it it suffers from a different angle that we can talk about in another episode but i but long story short i do like this film please though talk to me about why you like this film well let me start off by saying i think we watched Two completely different films here, because I didn't get any of the drug uh, metaphor. Yeah, I think this would be more of a metaphor than an allegory, because allegories yeah. are a little less cut and dry. Like this is like one to one, like the that fucking montage scene, straight ripped out of Requiem for a Dream. Mm, yeah. This movie, I, I think that. this movie's a, has a lot of Requiem for a Dream in it, actually. Yeah, I can definitely see that, but. I guess my line of thinking was more on maybe we're in a different type of society here or a future or something just different, just 
something off about this world that we have the ability to get possessed and possession is something that's no longer feared so to say you know it's still it's still something feared because obviously all the shit they go through but it's something we can have fun with like yeah. we transcended the ouija board so to say mm-hmm. so that that's kind of where my view was on what we had going on here that's interesting like I- that that this is now what kids do at parties they get together and they record each other getting possessed I took that as the filmmakers coming at this from a little bit more of a cynical point of view and that we can't, we just not necessarily monetarily, but we just profit socially or monetarily on other people's kind of trauma and grief. And we can, we've in that everything is just kind of fun and games. And so I feel like there's this kind of meta that we almost need to speak to some kind of ethereal realm to, you know, I guess get a hand, you know? you know what i'm saying yeah that kind of thing okay but then it is the drug and then you become addicted and then you become but you and you started this whole cycle by trying to get a, a grip with reality but when you hence you know why you take the drug but taking the drug makes you less and less grounded from reality and so you become more and more dependent upon it you see what i'm saying and so that's why we see Mia here become basically obsessed to the point that she is trying to get other people to be like, here, just take this one more time. Hold this hand. Take this drug one more time. It'll fix all the problems. It'll fix all your problems. Yeah, I guess I can see that when you explain it that way. But it just watching it didn't. Did it give you that? Didn't give me that whatsoever. That's all, I like that. I like that. And it was just. Honestly, I was just kind of confused on why is this girl. Well, (laughs) why is this girl so obsessed with her possessed mother? You know, not that, that, like, obviously that's not your mom and you're hurting yourself and people. So I didn't get the, the why. That wasn't like a hit for me on why she was so obsessed. And, you know, that ties. And I totally feel you at face value. That's where the incoherency kind of starts to play in, I think. Yeah. And then me not catching on that her mom overdosed or unless it was said. And honestly, I had a hard time with the um, accents, too. A a couple of these guys had some, I don't know if it was like thick Australian accents or or just, you know, from where they were or whatever in Australia. But yes, there are some of their accents. I did struggle there and no subtitles killed me. Yeah. So fortunately, Mia was pretty yeah good. <laughs> fortunately our main character yeah. we could understand but yeah i guess i lost some of that on what happened to the mom i thought she just killed herself maybe she was going through some depression i don't know and just killed herself but didn't want me i don't know i don't know i there was a bit of confusion there with the mom story but i guess the reason i liked this film was the horror elements the creepy elements that you know are near and dear to my getting scared uh factor yeah you know we have again we have demons and we have these really creepy people that just they look they look nasty as fuck and they look so cool i mean that makeup was very well done here and we had different types of our uh creepy possessed people here and I like that, you know, we had uh, a variety of them. 
and then just some of the scary bits were just they were they were great i mean the one that comes to mind for me was when there was something in the corner and i'm like oh no there's something in the corner but you know you can't you can't tell is there something in the corner i don't know which is probably what people didn't like about this film you know all the kind of tropes maybe some campiness here because we have some teens but there did end up something being in the corner and i had to cover my eyes because i you know i i couldn't take it anymore (laughs) and i mean this film left me a little bit disturbed afterwards because of how creepy everything looked which i really like that but that's that was pretty much it for me like the 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 story your message here about uh you know grief i i just wasn't on the same page i just wasn't connecting the dots here yeah i mean i think unless you connect it to the drug point of view or unless you connect it to the drug angle the grief angle just doesn't go anywhere there's like it doesn't it doesn't really have a chance to ground itself because you're it's a possession movie at face value i think this film is really effective in a lot of ways i do think the story suffers unless you can come at it from the drug angle. I don't know if this, that's just me. Apparently, you were not, you did not connect it, and you suffered a little bit story wise. Yeah, for sure. And so maybe there's something to that. You know, this. I hope. I think this is a pretty effective and successful movie. So I hope there's more than one way to kind of dissect this for people who, you know, have different lives than me or you, right? But yeah, I think the, I think some of the scariness, the scary elements were caught in such a cool way that it made it just it just goes to show you that you can do really tropey things like hide shit in a corner over and over again and other stuff right but if you just just capturing it just right and you know painting that picture of what it looks like on screen and how it interacts you know with our main character that you know i think is very good and we're like on her side and stuff for the most part it you know it uh it's really effective i think it's really cool in that way and it's cool that danny and michael were able to pull that out of yeah. these care of these actors and stuff and have the the camera guy and because they're not you know they're not traditional filmmakers and that's it's fucking that's cool yeah i do like the creativity of some of the horrifying elements i guess yeah and then there's some like jarring elements here that i really enjoyed too um I guess the, you know, we have the introduction that just, it starts out with, uh, I, I think it's a brother looking for his brother, right? And um, th- they're at a party and obviously one of them's disturbed and then he fucking stabs him and I'm like, okay, this is the type of movie we're in. Let's go. And then, you know, it cuts off. Well, then he stabs himself. Yes. And then he fucking stabs himself. That's right. I forgot about that. Yes. And you're just then saying. I'm like, oh, I'm choking on my sandwich. You know, like, <laughs> it was insane. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit to Mia, blah, blah, blah. And then her and Riley, which honestly, I was a bit confused on the relationship there for the longest time. But I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. But, you know, we have her and Riley and they're driving, they're singing this kind of happy moment, I guess, of them singing in the car. And then there's this 
poor kangaroo on the ground that got i guess it got hit it got hurt somehow and riley's like okay you know put it out of its misery run it over and i did not i didn't know if they were gonna go there or not but i did not want to watch that and i'm glad that they didn't go there for my you know humanity my sanity but then it would have been so fucking cool if if they did go there but then i guess that kind of ties to her personality of who she is. So, okay, I get that. So, I don't know. But that that was so disturbing, seeing that little kangaroo like that, all suffering. And she didn't put it out of its misery. So, that was not cool. But the the family thing, I I thought that was her little brother. And then, you know, she went to, is it Jade? Is that her name? Yeah, she went to Jade's house. And then Jade... And Riley were obviously brother and sister, so I thought she was like an adopted sister here, which is kind of true. And then they just, you know, I don't know. She just lived in the guest room or in the living room, <laughs> and then she went and visited her 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 dad every once in a while. And then she's like, "All right, dad, I'm going to mom's," but then there wasn't a good mother and daughter relationship, so I was very confused until like maybe more than halfway i realized what was going on but that probably might have just been me and the whole you know not understanding half of what was said here especially in the beginning um i got kind of used to it towards the middle so i you know i picked up on it but really in the beginning i was i was a bit confused i you know i get that yeah i wouldn't say it was super clear it wasn't super explicit or anything but i think they were just trying to build up that you know, she's part of the family. Mm-hmm. Part of Jade's family. Yeah, I got that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't, we hardly get anything at her house, so. Yeah. It kind of makes us feel a little detached from that, and I think that's important because she's afraid to go home, you know? She's afraid to be at home because mm-hmm. she feels guilty, that kind of thing, and and the only time we see her at home, I think, is with the hand, you know, with her drug, and she's able to cope. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, no, I get that. I get that. What do you think of the hand itself? I thought the hand looked cool. I love the hand. I love that. I thought they were going to break it at some point. I guess there's going to there's gonna be a sequel, so we're going to get a broken hand at some point. <gasps> and we're going to see the inside of it, inside of the ceramic encased hand and all the markings on it and Sharpie and graffiti and stuff. That's cool. It's very cool. I like that. Yeah, I did too. Because the hand is... They said, right, that it was the hand of we don't know. someone else. It's all all these different stories around the hand. It was like okay. someone said that it was like, I think the guy said it was the hand of some Egyptian dude. And then the uh, the other, the friend, um, Haley and Joss were the friends, mm-hmm. the duo. Yeah. Yeah. And then Haley was like, no, I heard that it was from a hand of a Satanist or whatever. Yeah, that's what I heard. Something like that. Okay, I guess I didn't hear the other dude. Yeah, so there's no one knows kind of thing, so no which one is knows. super cool, uh-huh. right? Okay, and okay. so there's going to be a prequel, too, for this film. <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> Both of these films might come out next year, too. It's going to be nuts. But I hope the prequel was a little bit more of like a dramatic, less horror. Like more, I guess, it, I mean, it could still be horrifying, but I guess a little bit more dramatic, a little bit more of a, just a different cinematic kind of take, kind of like Pearl Next. Mm-hmm. Where Pearl is just this weird 1950s kind of spin on 
this character and it's you know it's neat right yep i hope something similar happens with the prequel here where we get a little bit about the hand and it's just a little bit it feels just a little bit different than talk to me mm-hmm. feels and then i don't talk to me two or whatever they're gonna call it i i wish they don't i wish they wouldn't because it kind of starts to I, deflate I some of my my narrative here wait you wish you wouldn't they wouldn't call it talk to me too i wish it wouldn't happen because it oh you know but I'm fine if it does. I'll be happy to watch it. You know, if they're gonna make great films, and because it's kind of like you know how I feel about John Wick, where I've I've always felt like John Wick is trying to say something a little deeper mm-hmm. than it may first appear. And I've recently, you know, kind of thought that I th- also think it has to do with deal uh being addicted to drugs. So maybe I'm just on this. I'm not on this. You're, on, you're <laughs> on, on this kick. You're you're addicted to drugs. I'm addicted to <laughs> I'm addicted to finding people addicted on drugs. <laughs> You're becoming addicted to the addicted. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do think I. I do. Uh, I do think there's deeply. I think there's something deeply profound about John Wick on that level as well. But yeah, I liked how we never we did we hardly ever got to see the demon. Like if Mia looked away, we generally looked away. Mm-hmm. Especially the one where she was looking in on like the the guys who have Riley's soul. Yeah, like these a bunch of like naked guys or something. I don't even know. It was fucking weird. I wish I could have seen it for like five seconds longer, but it was gone before I could really focus in on anything. It was just like flesh overload. It was very cool. Yeah, and some of the behind the scenes uh, videos I watched, uh, the, what are they called? Uh, The practical effects people. I don't know their title. They're just practical effects people. Yeah, practical effects artists. Masters. Masters. Artists. Okay, yeah. They call them prop masters. The prop master guy. The or prop master? They call them prop masters. Oh. So maybe artist master. Artist Or, or uh, practical masters. All right. Those guys. <laughs> <laughs> that they actually filmed that for like two days or something. And they had this, I don't know how long scene of that going on. But um, I guess the editors decided to take that out. So they were a little bit disappointed that that happened. Dang. Especially with the amount of work that went in. Trying to replicate some of, not replicate, trying to get some of that, you know, going, for lack of better words. And then it was just like, nope, just here's five seconds of it. So they were, they were a little, a little butthurt about that. I get that. I get that. It's a pretty effective little bit, but it's, I get, I get that. It's just funny that, uh, you know, each, you're each in your own department and you know, your job matters so much. But then, is it just up to the editors to be like, nope, you're, that doesn't make sense, even though you spent, you know, however much amount of money and time and tears and sweat, it's cut. Yep. That sucks. Yep. That's Kinda why sucks. you want your director to be the main creative and in, in charge here, because, he, you know, he's the major player during production. He should also be the major player in post. And you should befriend the editor. That could editor yeah. team, editing team. Oh yeah, there you go. Bring them all donuts. You know? Yeah, a lot of times the editors are on set these days because of just how fast people can get things done now. That's pretty cool. So you probably will be befriending some of them. But yeah, that that's a little unfortunate. But ironically, it's still very effective without, and it, it may not have been as effective if we saw more of it. It was so fast. It was so fleshy. It was so much just happening sensation in just a quarter of a second. You wanted more? 
I wanted more. Yeah. I wanted to understand. Yeah. So I I don't know if that would have helped me understand on some of the bits I didn't understand, but maybe I could have drawn my own conclusion if I would have gotten a little bit more there on what was going on. Or even help that helped me um you know, understand understand the end too. Which I like that. I like I like the end, you know, where she basically sacrificed herself for Riley. And I guess, you know, that ties back to the whole uh, family thing that she was part of the family. She looked out for her little little brother. But I'm talking about the end end where she's, you know, I don't know where she's at. The darkness. It's like limbo or something. Yeah. Where she's there and then she gets called in. She gets summoned with another hand from somewhere else. That's cool. You like that? I like that. Yeah, I thought that was a baller-ass move. Yes. A lot of times your movies that revolve around the usage of drugs, you tend to have not as much death as you might expect because the death part is for a lot of people who have been involved in the practice so long is that's when they kind of they kind of get off the train and win and they're on their own in their own way mm-hmm. and so I'm, it's a little i think it's pretty bold of them actually to have taken her from the beginning to the end of her drug abuse so quickly and uh i mean i guess that's typically how you'd probably find it too the people who the people who only are briefly addicted to drugs probably are the ones who die the soonest you know and then the people who live with it for their whole life they never die you know they just continue to take it for until they're in their fucking whatever's <laughs> you know and they just always they're always brought back or you know they're always they have their sitter and stuff you know they the ambulance is here and but not for Mia you know yeah well i liked it because you know again i had no no drug uh metaphor in my head whatsoever watching this so to me it was like okay we you know typical with possession movies you get possessed and then you're no longer possessed and then the demon went off wherever they went off to but now we get to see where the demon's going off to yeah so i mean it's that's just that that's cool it's super cool and i guess and i i take that that specific point just kind of indicates the cycle continues yeah for the drugs but for me it's the possession yeah 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 no which is excellent and i like that it was like with some like which is funny because you know here's these kids first of all there's my first clue there's kids at a party second clue doing things everyone filming being stupid third clue the montage and then the montage (laughs) fifth clue and then the fucking pupils being dilated as fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) hello but nope and the little brother wanting to partake yeah and then the little sister not a little sister the big sister getting pissed Mm -hmm. like no you're not doing that Mm -hmm. mom's not gonna let me let you you know Mom's going to kill me if she knows I let you do that. I'm not crazy, right? It makes sense. No, you're not crazy. Because when you said it afterwards, I was like, okay, I I can see that. And it's funny because there were clues. But I, I, I agree. There was that one something there that probably would have confirmed it for me too. That, okay, yeah, he was definitely right. This is definitely a metaphor for drugs. But then just I'm just saying me watching it without any preconceived notions i guess because i don't really 
know anyone that does drugs. You know, I know what drugs are. They're on TV, but that's that that's it. That's it for me on drugs. Well, TV does a pretty good job of displaying, you know, drugs. Yeah, and then like parties and stuff. I don't think drugs. I think yeah, alcohol. Yeah, you don't think drugs and alcohol? No, <laughs> just alcohol or games. <laughs> I guess I'm I'm a nerd. <laughs> I guess nerds don't do drugs. I don't know. Yeah, nerds are just smoking weed. Yeah, that's 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 not a drug. That's not the drug we're talking about here in this movie. And then you know you have your very broad overall category of drugs, like food can be some people's <laughs> drugs. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I need to process this movie more. But yeah, there there was def- definitely something there that was missing for me. Yeah, it, was, it sounds like it was the cohesion of the story. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have. It's the fun tightrope kind of walk you get in metaphorical movies or allegorical movies. Is if the metaphor, or whatever, doesn't hit, it doesn't even it doesn't even need to hit the intended way. Just hit a way, it can help flesh out the story more than the actual movie can. Because you know it's just kind of giving you all of the the nodes and you you know the rest because you've seen it or you've experienced it or whatever you know or you just know about it you're for whatever reason and so that's kind of funny but i'm i'm i mean it's there's also something really cool to say i think you know i don't mean to beat a dead horse when i from you know film to film but it's really cool when a film can be successful on multiple levels and so you can still have a good time even though it doesn't x y and z doesn't hit you know yeah. It's still a fun watch, you know, especially from a, like, I don't want to say cinematic experience, but but yeah, kind of cinematic experience in the realm of horror films. You know, horror films don't flex this, this fun use of camera and capturing a lot of that. And I mean, for example, like when they, you know, when she would, when their heads would fall back and their eyes would dilate and stuff, I feel like, I don't know, but they feel like the lens would all of a sudden made their face look a little distorted, like it was on a fish lens or something like that, mm-hmm. fisheye lens. I'm not sure if it was or not. Probably was. Who fucking knows? Do you know? Um, I just know that they played a lot with the contact size to make, especially then in the montage scene. They were t- uh, the practical effects people, and I guess the makeup artists were talking about how just hell, fun hell, I guess it was for them to film that montage scene because it was a lot of like five minute here you looked a certain way and then boom another five minute costume or I guess makeup change and they were just uh she was just talking about how quickly she had to kind of distort someone's face with makeup and then the contact size would just increase as the montage scene increased yeah and they would you know I guess play around a little bit with uh CGI to make that flow well but Mm -hmm. yeah I saw that they were really anal about using practical everywhere yeah. they can and then VFX for, you know, to kind of complement it. And, you know, in the way it should always be, right? We shouldn't abuse the that, VFX, right? That's how. It, that's when I knew you'd like this film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they said that. Yeah. No, they did an excellent job. That montage scene, I mean, that's award-winning stuff. Yes. It really is. That's, I mean, I, horror films don't get nominated for shit. But except horror award shows, but they, uh, you know, this that that's awesome. That's one of the coolest things I've seen all year. That yeah. montage bit. I agree. I definitely very agree. cool. And it's crazy that it came out of a super indie team. This is a very indie movie. And the music that was tied to that montage scene, and then 
but I guess it was a song. I don't know if it's a specific song or what. I didn't look into that. But when she started singing that song that was playing during the montage scene, that, that was that was awesome. That gave me kind of chills there. It was great. But, I mean, these are YouTube dudes. I don't think it gets more in- indie than that, does it? Um. Yes and no. I guess the the indie differentiator there would be monies because mm. you know they were they're able to fund this. They're a they're a voice. They are able to get other producers to kind of back this. You know, my film people at my film class. <laughs> no, we'd have a hard time scraping together probably ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Although you can make a movie like Saul on. A st- that kind of true string budget too though so you know you never really know what can happen another thing i uh saw a lot of reviews on was uh people kind of on the same uh train that you were going on here with drugs you saw that online i did uh, but very few people but i saw more of people comparing this or i guess what they were doing to uh tiktok challenges yeah, and I guess that was kind of like what I was saying where we are we just we like profiting on people's I don't know, just tendencies to do fucking stupid ass things, weird things and I I get that. I get that. Yeah, no, I can like the typod thing. Yeah, like a lot of I don't know why my mind is blinking right now on TikTok challenges, maybe because <laughs> You know, I didn't partake, but I definitely watched them. I guess I'm part of the problem here, but yeah, but I, I, I didn't see any of this watching the movie. Maybe I'm, I was too focused on getting non, getting spooked by not getting spooked, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I also read or listened to um, reviews of people saying that people were saying. So no one directly saying it, just them saying that other people have been saying. Kind of like how in Guardians 2, they're all like, you know, I know everyone says this is not very good, but, you know, it's really good. Yes. But, you know, like, where is anyone We're, saying yeah. it's not very good? <laughs> Who are the people? Yeah. That um, this was better than Hereditary. Oh, my God. And then God. they're like, That's funny. but it's not, it's not better than Hereditary. It's like, who... Who are these people? Let me know who these people are that are actually saying it. So I don't think anyone actually said that, first of all. I think that came from an article that was floating around. Okay. About how it's outperforming hereditary, I think, domestically or something like that. Uh... And since then, it hasn't. It's plateaued dramatically. It's done. It's it's made its money. It's it's over for Talk to Me. It's, it made, made lots of money. You know, I'm very happy for them. But, uh... That's funny. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it was a lot of people. I think that's where it started. People of those people over there are saying that it's better than Hereditary, but it's not. I still love Hereditary. And I'm like, who's, who's, I like, I, I, I listened to maybe a few reviews on YouTube, but I definitely read quite a bit. And no one said this is better than Hereditary. People did say it's my favorite horror movie of the year. Yeah, that's... Which I'd have to think about that, but um, that's probably true. If I had the shoe from the hip right now, that's probably true. You think so? Yeah, definitely. In Scream Six, tell you that. <laughs> that's or whatever. True. That's the, very the true. second of the trilogy that's about to happen. Unfortunately, not to sound like 
one of those guys, but Hereditary is just on a completely different level of filmmaking. Yeah, I completely so, agree with you. I, it's just not even the same ballpark for me. No, not at all. Both, you know, complete must watches though. You know, totally. I would. This is a. This isn't. I wouldn't probably put this in the top fifty of horror movies. I don't know. I'd have to flush it out, but it's definitely in the top fifty of like, you know, really kind of creatively made horror movies. Yeah, that probably would only be my would be my only reason to recommend this film. But I wouldn't recommend this film to just anybody. Like I would Hereditary. I think Hereditary is one of the greatest movies ever made. I'm not that bold. I but. think it's culturally <laughs> important. To watch Hereditary? Yeah. With Talk to Me, I think you just really need to watch that montage scene and you're pretty much good. Yeah. As far as masterclass kind of filmmaking goes, I think that's probably true. But I'm a sucker for, you know, some kind of commentary, metaphor, allegorical nonsense. I like reading into a film. Because it's it's fun when you can make a film kind of fit a metaphor or some kind of, you know, some kind of fairy tale fable story or something you know it's kind of it's fun when you can find that structure within films because it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have something to say about what the film's trying to tell you but it does have something to say about how we tell stories and that's very cool yeah so that's that's probably the main driving factor there for me but yeah i mean that's good to hear that i'm not alone on the drug connection or the 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 kind of turning the drugs for some kind of relief connection you know not the just the drugs you know yeah you're not alone but there's there's a small circle of you <laughs> i didn't yeah i didn't i i didn't look too hard but i didn't see much because you know i like to read uh roger ebert reviews um other website i guess he's he's has since passed away but his website run by uh, a collection of people that i think he championed he you know he's one of these people to kind of continue his 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 name mm-hmm. and, and his publication i guess after you know he passed away i think he died in 2008 if i'm not mistaken he's just a roger ebert's just a probably the most famous film critic yeah i mean a little bit before our time but i've read the website yeah i didn't know that was a person's you don't you know what i'm trying to say i didn't know that that was him but i have read him before yeah i guess to me the website is more popular than the person at this point yeah at but this point. that makes sense because I, you know, didn't know him. Yeah, I didn't either until you know last few yeah. years, but or bother to look into him, I should say. But I did. I did not see the, the drug thing mentioned anywhere. So I was just like, huh. I was like, am I am I off base here? I was like, I'm I'm not sure. But yeah, thank you for confirming that for me. Yeah, but you were correct in that I, I like this film. I'm gonna try to keep you on your toes. Try to keep my mouth shut after the movie. Good. <laughs> so you can guess. Me too. I'm gonna try to keep my <laughs> keep my expressions to myself. I guess one thing, one last thing I want to add is, yeah, I guess just how cool some of those practical effects were, especially with uh some of the really kind of really gross and then just really violent scenes. You know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm thinking of when Riley was beating the shit out of his face and slamming it into whatever he could. And um, 
they talked a little bit about that, how it was uh, rubber tables, and then they had a dummy, and then they had a stunt double. <laughs> so that was that was just crazy to hear that it was all that just for what five minutes, if that, not even. Yeah, not even. Yeah, two like minutes two maybe. minutes. Yeah, and then just you know some of the more gross stuff, like uh, when what's his name, the boyfriend dude. Yeah, when Daniel got possessed and you know he was licking the dog. Yeah, I mean he was making out with the dog. Really, that was just kind of gross. And then when uh, Riley's on the hospital floor and he's, you know, bleeding everywhere and then he starts licking the blood <laughs> off the hospital bathroom floor. It's like, oh, double grossness. That was good. Those were good. So, I mean, that that was cool. That was cool. That, what do you think of Riley? He, I was, he, he was kind of a spectacle in this movie. I thought he did okay, you know, for a child actor. I don't know how old. He's supposed to be here. I know Mia is supposed to be 17, and she looks like she's seven, around 17, so I think we're not too far off the ages here. So maybe he's, like, what, 14? I think he. I thought he did okay. He's supposed to be an awkward kid that his sister won't let him do anything, and he's got a really great connection with Mia, and that's what I got, and that's what was delivered. And then I guess the rest of the movie, he's in the hospital with his face all swollen and stuff. So, not mad at his performance. <laughs> what about you? You think he did okay? I know earlier you said that they were all pretty much weak except our main girl. Yeah, he's probably the second best. He he did okay. Because he, he was kind of like what I said, just this this spectacle performance. Mm -hmm. You know, these, these little outbursts and stuff. And those were cool. Those were cool. And if he's got dummies and stunt doubles helping him out, you know, not saying that he didn't do the work here, but... Yeah, it's it's less of a performative thing and more of just, you know, capturing that moment. Yeah. So it's you know, kind of all direction at that point. So, yeah, it's he, he, did, he did decent, but... Yeah, these other, these other guys just, they were so just... I did read a lot of people, a lot of people, almost every review that was... Um, reviewing the performances give the mom like like that she did the best or that they were so glad she was in this film because she's just awesome hmm. and i don't know uh the mom was okay which which one mia's mom or the other one the other one uh jaden riley's mom she was fine yeah she i guess as far as uh the narrative goes i do think she I think she may have a little. Uh, did she overreact when the thing happened to Riley, and she was, you know, she thought she blamed Mia. I think she was a bit of a overreactor throughout the whole film. Okay, so she was just a little dramatic. I think so. Yeah, I thought she was. I thought she was fine. She was. Yeah. It could have been any mom, to be honest. Because, you know, she's like, you better not throw a party, and then she like went in each room and told each person that they better not be throwing a party and then the doorbell rings and it's daniel and she's like are you guys throwing a party and then she leaves it's like well, if you're so concerned that your kids are throwing a party why don't you stay or why don't you i don't know why are you that concerned like that was just that was that was a little weird yeah but i guess she's in a lot of stuff oh okay so she's just got a little bit of a fandom behind yeah her. okay that makes sense 
I got that. Annabelle? She's an Annabelle. Annabelle Creation? Is that? That's the best Annabelle. That's the be- best Annabelle. Madeline? Madeline? That must be the mom. One. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess or she's Or the foster in... mother? It's a foster home. I don't remember. Oh, you've seen it too. Yeah. You don't yeah, remember? <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe my eyes were closed half the time. And she's in the Lord of the Rings. I've never seen it. Movies. <laughs> so, yeah, there's probably a little fandom there. Hmm. Okay. What do you think about the uh, poster? Yeah, I um, I like it. It's a good poster. It's not amazing or anything, I but I do think it's... I like that you can't see the back of the hand, you mm-hmm. know? So, and it's, it gives the impression of it reaching out and connected to something of course right and that's i like that it's cool it's got the graffiti on it that's fun it's on black you know bold black posters are always welcome i don't maybe in 50 years i'm gonna say the same thing i say about you know the stupid ass fucking group of people in a triangle (laughs) or in a line or in a some kind of diamond shape on the you know just imagine every other pop culture fucking poster (laughs) something it's there's some kind of line or a triangle or rumbus or fucking diamond shaped amount of people on there and we don't really have that here so yeah. i appreciate it from that angle for sure that right there yeah just... but no it's it's sick it's sick i like that what do you think yeah no, i i agree i if i were to look at this poster without knowing anything about the film i wouldn't want to watch it because it looks creepy <laughs> i would think that doesn't look generic <laughs> That's what I would say. I would think I need someone to watch this with me because it it does look creepy. And I like that you can't tell if it's a person or, I mean, you, I, looking at it, I wouldn't think it's a hand that you touch and get possessed with. (laughs) I think it's a person that's got some kind of weird writing on them, almost alien-ish. Yeah. There's almost a- Definitely creepy. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. There's almost this, you know, it kind of ties into that know reaching out to connect with kind of thing like i was saying earlier damn you like that i like that yeah i like that all right and then you know then we finally we know it by the end that that's actually you know that's mia's hand she's still looking to connect even in the afterlife (gasps) she doesn't have any there's no rest for the wicked (gasps) yeah bring that up well man Thank you for watching this film with me. I very much enjoyed it. I very much was looking forward to this film. You're welcome. I was not looking forward to this. I didn't know about this. <laughs> I can't remember if it was in my top, like most anticipated films I had laid out at the earlier part of this year. I can't remember if it was part of that list or not. But but do you, my friend, have a budget guess? I do. My budget guess is one to two million i i I was originally thinking one but i don't i don't know because there were a lot of practical effects but then it's horror so i I but then it's youtubers so i (laughs) i don't know one to two million yeah something tells me they know how to stretch their money too (gasps) that's true yeah so i would i would guess probably pretty low too it says here that was 4.5 million dollars whoa that's i mean that's excellent how long was the movie again? Uh, with credits, ninety-five minutes, so probably like eighty-six, oh. eighty-seven minutes. All right. 
I guess someone in post put those credits together so you can include those. <laughs> yeah, you should include those. <laughs> Some credits are really cool, we, as we know, you know, when they roll out there. It's like, oh, shit, they put a, way too much effort in these credits. <laughs> that happens. We know that. It's gone on to make $68.9 million, though. And I think it's still a theater, so it, it might cross that $70 million mark. But that's Holy a, shit. That's, that's good. awesome. They are a very wealthy group of folks now. And this is their uh, directorial debut i think so i think so too yep and they're gonna have two more after this as far as we know good job good job guys do you have a game for me today i do i have a few questions for you on what you would have done if you were mia here or i guess if you were in this film whatever however you want to look at it would you do it would you touch the hand would you talk to it and let it what do they say? Possess me? Come into me? Enter me? I let you in. Okay. I let you in. Would you let it in? No, probably not. <laughs> I would touch it and say, talk to me so I could see it, but I probably wouldn't let it in. Uh, smart. Smart. Yeah. Nope. I'm not touching that thing. If I find out that anyone has something, even remotely close to this hand, I'm not talking to them. I am not. I'm erasing their contact info. Just no. It's worse than a Ouija board. It is worse than a Ouija board. I'm already like that with people with Ouija boards. A Ouija board is not welcome in my home. It's not welcome in my car. I'm, you know, kind of get goosebumps when I see it at the store. They sell them at Barnes & Noble. I know. And And I think Target. Oh, my God. Why? (laughs) All right. Would you have killed yourself like Mia did in the end? Or would you have thrown Riley's ass into the cars? I guess I probably would have tossed Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Sorry, Riley. All right, all right, next question. Would you have run over that kangaroo and, you know, let its suffering stop? Yeah, what did that kangaroo symbolize? That she can't. She doesn't know how to stop suffering, right? Is that it? Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't run it over in my car. If I was like in a truck or oh something. Oh my god. <laughs> my car is way too low to the ground. It'd fucking destroy my car. <laughs> but yeah, if I was in a truck, I'd run the fuck over it. You would? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I could do it. I'd be happy to run over some animals in a truck. That are suffering already. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> the ones that get in my way. Yeah, I don't know if I could bring myself to do it. Not like I haven't done it on accident. Jesus, <laughs> I felt so bad. I start crying immediately. But you can't help it when they're just crossing for no fucking reason. Jesus, animals need to learn. They need bridges. They do. Oh, that'd be so cute. <laughs> Animal bridges. Animal crossing. <laughs> Damn. All right, all right, last question. So, you know, in the bathroom scene where Jade is helping clean Riley up, like Jade and the mom are um, cleaning Riley, like, I guess, giving him a bath, and they're in the bathroom, and then I don't know what makes him start going all crazy bananas, and he starts, like, hitting himself and stuff. And while we were watching that, I was getting kind of mad that she wasn't doing anything to stop him. So how would you have handled that situation? She just let him bash his head. Yeah, I like that. 
<laughs> I would have done the same too. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna let him just do his thing. Cause you know, in a movie, you I think you I feel like you normally do see like someone just gotta intervene with the fucking problem here, mm-hmm. and she's like in shock. She's just like, oh my god, what she's the like, fuck, mom? No, man, call a nurse. Yeah, help she him stop. I didn't realize they were at the hospital. Still, I was like, yeah. I, when she was yelling for mom, I was like, are they at home? Cause I was like, I, that's what I thought. She should have said, you know, mom, nurse. She said it should have said she. He, Somebody. He have, yeah, she. Jade should have said both. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have fucking done anything. No. No. You wouldn't no. try to stop him. No. That's what I was thinking the I whole time. I would have yelled, nurse, nurse. <laughs> I would have walked out there, like, ran out there. Yeah. <laughs> this is we got problem in here. Not fucking with that. And he bit me. I don't know about he bit you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I don't know about Australian hospital bathrooms, but here we have little emergency handles, similar to like, you know, fire, uh, what do you call those? Like fire, fire alarms. Yeah. You have an alarm similar to that that you it's in the like, bathroom in the bathroom oh. that immediately calls someone for help. So if you don't have that, dang, not you immersive, need that. not realistic, exactly. Worst movie ever. Worst movie ever. Didn't get the fucking bathroom right. Oh my god! Maybe Australians don't have that. Maybe you know they're they're over there. They're used to fighting demons and kangaroos. They fight kangaroos, yeah. Scorpions, so they don't need no help. Yeah, they you have, don't know us weaklings. I, they have over here. And we have UFC over here. They have UFK. UFK. Yeah, ultimate fighting kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> I think they still walk the their jobs too. They don't have cars. The kangaroos. Yeah, the kangaroos. And the kangaroos direct traffic. Oh my for gosh! For the humans, it's wild over there. Yeah, so maybe they don't have uh, alarms. They don't need that. Who knows? But all right, thank you. Now I, I feel like I know a little bit more about you. All right, I think I know more about you too. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with that information, but I'll figure something out. Same here. Well, man, do you have any final thoughts for me? Y'all tapped out. I'm all tapped out. Well, thank you for watching this film with me. Thank you for talking to me <gasps> about is. this film today. You're welcome. And thank you guys for listening to this episode of The Filmasteins. You can join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for brand new episodes covering all sorts of films, including your favorites, because you can request your film at the $5 level at patreon.com slash Come request films. We're in dire need of good films over here. Well, we discovered a good one, but. Strays, Ugh. that's a shitty film, but go go but go listen to our review. It's um, it's funny. Is it funny? I think it's funny. Okay, but until next time, take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Film of Steins. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives in the world of movies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, especially Patreon at patreon.com slash and follow us on social media for more film-related content. We love hearing from our listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, movie recommendations, or book recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us. Until next time, keep watching and keep loving the magic of movies. This is the Film of Steins, signing off. <laughs>